Hello to everyone. I'm Gloria Lepic-Corrigan, and I'd like to welcome you back to the Your Accessible Life podcast, a podcast platform designed to provide practical support for living well with a disability, less ability, or physical challenge. The last week of each month is scheduled to be our travel week. And this month, I'm taking the opportunity to talk to you about a trip that we took to Ireland two years ago this month. My husband and I love to travel, and our preference has always been to travel without a group, choosing to go to a wide variety of both popular and sometimes unknown destinations based on our unique interests. We explore cities and many country roads. By traveling in this way, we can speak with more locals and follow their suggestions for restaurants and experiences. As my MS progressed and I became wheelchair dependent, we have looked to keep exploring as we had before. This, of course, requires a lot more planning and accommodation by us and others. But in the end, we've been able to keep traveling in the way that we enjoy while accommodating our changing needs. We try not to plan disability travel, but rather to just plan our travel, taking the needed steps to accommodate my disability within that. We spend months carefully planning our trip to Europe. We know our rights and what to expect here in the U.S., but weren't really sure what we'd find in the EU. Our European trip involved a week in Estonia, several days in Denmark, and then another week in Ireland. Today, I'm going to focus just on that road trip through Ireland. Planning independent travel is a lot of work for anyone, but ensuring wheelchair access takes a lot more effort. From the beginning, we found little integrated information about accessible travel around Ireland. There was definitely some information about Dublin, and about a few accessible tours. But as with most locations, we had to look through the general information, choose our own desired destinations, and then carefully consult the information materials to see how accessible the accommodations might be. Then make a decent number of phone calls and ultimately just hope for the best. We searched many websites looking for disability travel in Ireland, and found snippets of information, that were, but were never really sure how complete or accurate they were. Now, two years later, I searched again and still found that there was only mixed information. Compounding this issue is the reality that the island of Ireland is actually governed by two countries, the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland, which is part of the UK. Fortunately, at the time when we were there, it had just a little effect on how we would find information, but the actual travel between the two was essentially not noticeable at all. This might change again if the UK decides to leave the EU and hard borders return. I, for one, am hoping that that does not happen. Ultimately, we rented an accessible vehicle and drove from Dublin first to the south and around the Wicklow Mountains, then up to Northern Ireland, where we stayed in bush mills for several days, seeing the world-famous Giant's Causeway, 
touring the back roads and coastal highways of Antrim, and even, almost accidentally, discovering that we were at a Game of Thrones site. From there, we drove past Derry to Cork, where we stayed at the legendary Ashford Castle. We then drove south to Galway, through Connemara, and then to Doolin, near the famed Cliffs of Moor. And after a week of driving, we returned to Dublin and flew home. There is so much to see in Ireland that one week was definitely not enough. The natural beauty of this island is incredible and varies so much from area to area that almost every turn brings something new and exciting. We made the choice on this trip not to try to see everything on our list of interests with the hope that we will be able to get back there again within several years. Because podcasts can't show pictures, I've put together a much longer blog on the Your Accessible Life website. I invite you to go there to see some of what we experienced and read a few stories as well. What I'd like to share with you today are a few of the things we did find in touring Ireland as an accessibility-requiring family. Accessibility was reasonably good everywhere we went, although not always consistent, so we weren't sure exactly what to expect. Finding and booking hotels and a wheelchair-accessible vehicle was a challenge. The number of available rooms and providers was limited. But in the end, the Volkswagen Caddy that we rented from Motability Ireland was very good. Once we learned to use diesel fuel instead of petrol, but there's a longer story there on the blog. This vehicle allowed us to go where we wanted to go and easily adjust some of our plans when new opportunities presented themselves. Before going to Europe, I also researched disability parking requirements and found that throughout Europe, any official placard, including those from the U.S., is generally acceptable. And we had no problem using our Florida placard. All of the hotel rooms we rented were accessible enough for our needs, although not perfect. Because it seems that the guidelines for accessibility may be less specific there, especially for older buildings, some locations were challenging. All of the tourist destinations we visited were really quite accessible, considering the topography and, again, the age of the buildings. At the Giant's Causeway, there is an accessible bus that takes visitors to the base of the structure, and a number of pathways are clear to explore the area. At Carrica Reed, there were some paths, and the staff was amazingly helpful in making that visit very memorable. The Cliffs of Moore had accessible pathways everywhere, making it possible for wheelchair users to see almost everything. In the towns we explored, like Bally Castle, there was marked disability parking and some accommodations made for sidewalks and store entries. And everywhere we went, people were willing to help to make sure we had a pleasant visit. The restaurants we visited were all accessible, but again, there were some that we had to rule out because by calling ahead, we found out that they were not accessible. Bathrooms. Of course, this is probably the single biggest issue folks with mobility disabilities face, and I was concerned about how we would make out in a foreign land. Just as in the U.S., we found that modern gas stations and convenience stores, 
park visitor centers, and even grocery stores had restrooms with accessible accommodations. In our travels, we were able to find accessible bathrooms almost everywhere. Interestingly, I found that the actual standard configuration for an accessible toilet is better in Europe than in the U.S. They actually feature double arms that fold down rather than just the single wall-mounted bar we typically have here in the U.S. We did see some situations, however, where the actual pathways to the bathroom were not sufficiently accessible. It's not possible to really cover this broad of a topic in one podcast episode, but I'm hoping you got an interesting taste of the wonderful things we saw. Traveling through Ireland can be incredible for anyone, and we've found that with the right planning, doing so with a wheelchair can be just as great. Again, I invite you to go to the blog on youraccessiblelife.com to see pictures and read some much more in-depth background and stories. Thank you again for joining us on this accessible journey. If you have any questions from this or any earlier episodes of the podcast, please drop us a note at info at youraccessiblelife.com. And please join us again for future podcasts with even more information and practical inspiration. We welcome your comments and questions and ask you to subscribe and share our episodes. Wishing you a wonderful, barrier-free week filled with great adventures. Thank you.